0: uh Hillary has been lengthening her excuses as to why uh she lost the election she didn't really lose the election it was stolen from her uh, by i think it's up to 24 different excuses she has now number 24 is content farms in macedonia and uh, as i said uh, my grandfather was a uh, macedonian content farmer and uh, we often think about you know gathering on the porch and recalling the old days on the macedonian con- i never thought He never thought that the old content farmers he left behind in Macedonia would one day steal the U.S. presidential election. They are gnarled, hardworking Macedonian peasants, and the way they were able to reach out... And welcome uh, to the Macedonian Content Farmers Podcast. Another exciting episode, or at least we think it will be exciting, episode number nine... Coming to you on, uh, we're recording this at least on Thursday, January the 17th, 2019. My name is Jason Miko, coming to you from the foot of the Catalina Mountains in sunny Oro Valley, Arizona. My co-host is...
1: This is Cvetin Chelimanov. I'm calling in from Skopje, the Republic of Macedonia, which obviously uh, people are desperately trying to rename in these past uh, few weeks. And uh, we'll see how that works out eventually.
0: Yes. Well, gosh, uh, there's just so much news to get to, uh, so much to talk about. We've so much to talk about. Um, I don't know where to begin. I think last week, episode number eight, we had recorded just before the Macedonian parliament voted um, traitorously to change the name, change the constitution, the identity, et cetera. So uh, and we predicted that they would and they did. And since then of course Greece has faced a uh no confidence vote in the parliament which Cyprus won. Uh interesting to see that both parliaments in Macedonia and in Greece the needed vote was just over what was what was necessary 81 votes in Macedonia 151 votes in Greece. Um it just seems suspicious. Doesn't it?
1: Yeah, well, I guess they're, they're strapped for cash. There is a, a government shutdown in the U.S. I, I suppose the State Department doesn't have too much free money on their hands to spend on bribing mo, uh, more members of parliament than it's absolutely necessary to push this thing through.
0: Oh, yeah, well, bribing them or uh, or through threats and intimidation and the amnesty, et cetera, et cetera. So, so anyway, let's let's just kind of jump right into it. So as as we are recording right now, the parliament of Macedonia, the government of Macedonia has not only voted uh, with the, quote-unquote, required number of votes to make these changes, but the Parliament Speaker, the so-called Parliament Speaker, Tala Jafari, uh, has uh, signed this and published it in the Gazette, which makes it, quote-unquote, official. Is that correct?
1: Yeah, of course. It was clear that President Ivanov will not sign this. Uh, there was an attempt to pressure him by initiating charges against the uh, People from his uh, staff or himself directly, but I guess eventually they realized he would not back down, and instead they just uh, they invented a new procedure uh, in which the parliament votes on the law and at the same time votes on uh, making it official, completely sidestepping the president's role in the le- legislative process. They published it. There is already a precedent in the constitutional court. It was tried. It was tried once. Uh, and uh, the constitutional court ruled that it's uh, not legitimate. It uh, uh, annulled the the law, which was the, which was signed by then speaker uh, Tito Pitkovsky. And uh, that, was know, long, that was a long time ago. Yeah. Well, if this is sent before the constitutional court, judging by this precedent, it should be shut down as well.
0: So, are there any lawsuits yet, to your knowledge?
1: Uh, not yet. But uh, you know, people are preparing. Uh, there are individual lawsuits for violation of human rights to declare yourself as Macedonian, which is being prepared uh, throughout Macedonia and the diaspora. And I'm sure right. um, Christian Mitskovsky, the Vimeral leader, he announced a constitutional challenge for the the other thing which was signed uh, without... The uh, law on Yeah, the law on the use of the Albanian language, which clearly right. violates the constitution, which defines where we can use the Albanian language. So this is going to the constitutional court right now. But, you know, for this other thing... Frankly, you know, the, it's better. It's my we always we always time the uh, lawsuits when it makes the most when it has the most political impact. And it would be especially hilarious if Greece votes on uh, admitting Macedonia into NATO, and then obviously once we have the veto power in NATO, just as they do, uh, we can uh, we'll have many more options to annul the Prespa Treaty, including. Uh, a well-timed uh, constitutional court challenge. You know, there, there would be many other options, but it would be especially hilarious if they give us their deliverable, which is NATO membership, and then o- only afterwards we, we annul the law.
0: Well, that's you bring up a very good point, and and you know, kind of trying to look at the timeline for this whole thing, and then what's required by each party and the steps, and that it fits how that fits into the timeline is um you know the way it's going to work is that it's not going to work in my opinion mm. so let's just take some hypotheticals i guess is that so let's let's say that that cyprus does get his his votes he's going to need 151 to pass it in the greek parliament and then greece would be quote unquote obligated to uh, to pass uh, to uh, to agree to macedonia's accession into nato setting aside issues of Bulgaria and their requirements that uh, Macedonia admit to a shared history, et cetera. Let's just assume that they admit to that Macedonia is in NATO. Okay. Uh, let's, and that's still, but that's still, we're talking, you know, 18 months to 24 months from right now, but let's just assume all that happens. And let's assume for the moment that the current government of Macedonia, the citizen Dewey coalition stays in power, that there aren't any elections. And let's set aside the presidential elections for now, this, As we move forward, of course, then it's required by Macedonia to implement the so-called Prespo Agreement internally and domestically, but that's going to be problematic, and I believe uh, there was a government spokesman today in Macedonia who said that that's tied to Macedonia's EU accession. Is that correct?
1: Yeah, exactly. We have an obligation to inform all countries abroad that uh, we give up now uh, the name Republic of Macedonia. We want to go as the... Republic of North Macedonia, this is under the, the deal, and this is the one immediate concession we make. And, you know, this is a <coughs> horrible concession. We lose recognition of exceptionally uh, pricely recognition by the United States, which uh, in uh, 2004, uh, <coughs> with its recognition, essentially influenced Macedonian voters not to support a referendum. Uh, and as a result, there were territorial changes in Macedonia with Albanians becoming the majority... Uh, ethnic group in cities like uh, Struga and Kikovac, but you know, at the moment the trade-off was well, you know, the U.S. wants us not to vote for this, but in exchange they will recognize our name, thus ending the name issue, and they will admit us, admit us into NATO. So, this is an exceptionally horrible violation of faith and trust by the United States now that they turned around and they essentially forced us, pressured us to change the name after they recognized it once. So we're losing right. a lot. Uh, Foreign Minister Dimitrov was reminded today by the Turkish Foreign Minister who said, well, listen, we recognize you under your constitutional name. So Turkey is more interested in protecting the Macedonian national issues and positions than the Macedonian Foreign Minister. So it's a huge concession. But um, another part of the whole package, of the whole crap sandwich, is that uh, we then have to implement this domestical. Uh, And this would be timed... To Greece not blocking our EU accession, and you know, it's uh, I would like it's maybe like a cartoonish representation, but what I imagine it would look like there is like a million institutions in the country all carrying the name Macedonia. There are a million businesses, companies, there are books, there are movies, etc., and everything. Exactly, as you always say, it's everything uh, is on the table, and as uh, uh, depending how far Greece would want to push this, and obviously they will want to push this, to the maximum uh, limit. It's not even humanly possible to, even if we had the goodwill to do it, you can't do it uh, um, in a short uh, time frame. So so I imagine we would put five institutions on the table, and then at the other uh, end of the table is Greece allowing us to open two chapters of EU accession. Yeah, we say like we we, we renamed the Macedonian Academy of Arts and Sciences to the North Macedonian right. A- Academy, yep. and Greece has, and five other institutions, and Greece says fine. You open the chapter on fisheries and uh, you know uh, infrastructure with the EU. And
0: the and the chapter on the size of cucumbers and tomatoes that are allowed to be grown. The curvature. So. Again, the curvature of cucumbers says we won't go there. Um, but to your point about how far Greece is going to push, I mean, I think it's very interesting that we know that there's going to be elections at some point soon in Greece, mm-hmm. either March, May or October if uh, if uh, Syriza gets to continue with their mandate, which they likely will not be able to do. Mm-hmm. We know that new democracy is going to win, and we know new democracy's position on this. Of course, uh, Mitsutakis came out the other, day and, the other day and said if Prespa is passed, they're going to agree to it. But – I mean, they're not going to challenge it, but they will push back very, very hard on all of these issues, whether it is uh, the star of Virginia on manhole covers, as we discussed in episode number one uh, or signage on buildings or anything, you know, and I just started doing this on Monday. And I think you've you've seen it. I've started a a, a daily tweet Monday through Friday of all of the things that are going to have to be changed under the so-called Prespa agreement. And, and I think I started. What did I start with? I started with currency, um, and then stamps yeah. and signage. And I mean, and it's going to be interesting to see how far I get. I think I'm going to be able to go for a couple of years with this. Really? Uh, just listing the number of things that have to be changed, and that doesn't even. I know you mentioned the names of businesses, and the the, the so-called press agreement does uh, talk about that. But I know that the prime minister. Uh, uh, Zayev has been hedging his bets on that as to whether or not businesses are going to be um, coerced into changing their names or if it's going to be quote unquote recommended. Hint, hint, nudge, nudge, wink, wink, say no more. Um, that if you don't do it, you're going to get fined. I mean, all of this is open to interpretation. We know that if Citizen is in power, that they're going to be pushing for this because the Greeks are going to be pushing on them in order to open up the chapters, etc. And the whole thing is just going to be a cluster of, you know.
1: Yeah, we might eventually end up with the dual formula in which internationally we are Republic of North Macedonia, but domestically this thing is never implemented. As you as right. said, you know, new democracy. Dora Bakoyanik could be foreign minister. or uh, yeah. oh my goodness. Yeah. Uh, and on our side, we also should have elections. Uh, you know, Vomer is pushing for early elections in April, which should mean under right. the Persian deal that uh, the Persian rules that uh, the government mm. should resign essentially days. within days from now. Because yeah. if you want yeah. to catch the late April uh, term for general and presidential elections, Zaev and key ministers should resign. And, you know, yeah. we could have uh, Antonio Milosovsky and Dora Bakoyani again in the uh, <laughs> nego- negotiating EU accession talks uh, yeah. and uh, oh my goodness. arguing yeah. over uh, the implementation of the deal. Both parties reject and both uh, nations, you know, both peoples reject, both countries reject. Uh, yeah. It could be a complete disaster. And as the EU always said, we don't want to import uh, a dispute within the EU. We, burnt, we were burnt once with Cyprus. No more. Right. But they're literally going to import a dispute in both EU yeah. and NATO. And it's going to be hilarious.
0: Well, at that point, you know, Macedonia is theoretically in NATO. And then it, we, then we know that it can't join the EU because this, this so-called press agreement is impossible to implement. So at that point, then Macedonia changes its name back... Um, and it just does that by fiat, because obviously we've, you know, Talat Jafari and Zoran Zayev have proven that you don't need to respect the rule of law to do what they've just done. They just ignore it, frankly, and the international community applauds. So we just do the same thing. We just ignore it. I don't care what the Prespa, the so-called Prespa agreement says about irrevocability or things like that. Treaties and agreements are worth the paper they're written on, which means absolutely nothing. So at that point, you change it back. It's the Republic of Macedonia. The Republic of Macedonia is in NATO. It's not going to join the EU. And so what?
1: And then we already have an agreement with Greece, the interim accord from '95, in which Greece right. said it will not block our EU and uh, NATO accession, and obviously it did. Uh, we won yeah. in court, and you know, a fat lot of good that did us. But uh, mm-hmm. there are going to be actually not one but three series of votes in the Greek Parliament. The first passed, and Cyprus uh, uh, got his 151 votes. Just the. Margin he needed to survive for a few months more. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next vote is to ratify the agreement, but again, we already have an agreement unratified by, but signed, which Greece ignores. So even the second vote is not that important. The most important vote in the Greek parliament comes uh, last, and that is for them to ratify our NATO membership. Again, they will right. need at least 151 votes, and it will be the most difficult one to. To drum up. I suppose if they manage in the second round to get 151, you know, by the by this moment, the votes will already have been bought and paid for, and the members of parliament who support Cyprus uh, on this will say, "Well, okay, fine. I voted for ratifying this thing. It's exceptionally dishonorable, even for a Greek, to now go back on uh, on my previous vote." But still. <laughs> It's the huge deliverable that they give right. us veto power in NATO, which they used against us for so long, and uh, right. they cannot take it back after once they vote on this thing, which should come after some delay. You know, the second right. vote should be, I, I suppose, uh, next week, but the third vote, you know, who knows? They have to think long and hard about this.
0: Well, I know – and I, I forget where, when – what uh, the NATO secretary general, who's not a general or a secretary, um, uh, Stoltenberg has said about when he, he – he wants this whole process between Greece and Macedonia wrapped up before – by uh, uh, February 15th, the mm-hmm. middle of February, which is a month – a little less than a month from now, and of course. Uh, that's what he's demanded. Um, and then – yeah, but the whole NATO ratification process after that, you're right. When does Greece vote on this? I don't know. I guess we'll just have to wait and see on that.
1: Yeah, they would have to be the first ones to go because if they don't, if they delay, <laughs> if they say, okay, we'll let 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 the U.S. and uh, Canada ratify it first, and the Netherlands and France, and we'll mm-hmm. be in the middle or the, uh, by the end of the process. At the end, it will yeah. block implementation on our part completely. It will be seen as violation of uh, good faith in the agreement. It will the wheels come off. So it has to be soon, right. maybe after February 15th, because I suppose NATO first has to send some letter of invitation before Greece can vote on this, mm-hmm. but that's the big one. And it's right. coming soon.
0: Let's talk a little bit, switch gears just slightly and talk about the role of um, uh, the of Macedonia's minority hmm. Albanians in this. Um, they have... Um, uh, been doing uh, a, a victory dance, in my opinion, uh, on especially on social media and in their statements and whatnot. And not just the minority Albanian leaders in Macedonia, but their uh, kith and kin in Kosovo, in Albania, etc., have been quote unquote bragging about having you know gotten this over the finish line and and things like that. And how is that playing in Macedonia amongst the Macedonians and especially among uh, you know, the citizen and the so called colorful revolutionaries who wanted this so bad. How how are they responding? Are they responding? If they're not responding, that's a response.
1: Uh, the color revolutionaries who haven't been hired by the government yet and been completely debunked as uh, cronies of either SDSM or of the, US, of the embassies here who were funding many of these protests. I mean, uh, the few of them who have not yet been settled in, in uh, cushy, comfortable positions, they would like. Write the obligatory comments like this is this is not what we protested about. But yeah, you know, nobody takes them seriously anymore. That thing has been uh, uh, completely destroyed. Uh, its reputation has completely gone uh, out the window. But you know, the normal people are obviously uh, extremely angry about this. Again, we have a government which has not been supported by the majority of ethnic Macedonians, who are majo- a large majority of. The population of the country. The majority of <coughs> members of parliament who are ethnic Macedonians do not support the government. Zaev had to bring together all Albanian parties and all minority parties, uh, ethnic minority parties, on his side uh, to essentially overrule the will of the Macedonian people. Polls clear, clearly showed that 60 to 70 percent of Macedonians oppose the name change, while ethnic, among ethnic minorities, uh, it's often the, uh, the opposite is often true. So this is an exceptionally explosive situation. And as you said, Albanians are rubbing this in in our face. Um, They pushed uh, ZAF to, again, unlawfully, unconstitutionally publish the law in which they already have an exceptionally high level of minority rights in Macedonia, one which has been uh, codified after a war. So it's part of a peace treaty signed on by all uh, major political parties at the time. So we are essentially throwing this out the window, renegotiating it completely, but without the approval of uh, the largest party in the country and the largest ethnic group in the country. Uh, So it brings nothing of benefit to ordinary Albanians, because uh, right right now they have the right to use their uh, language officially in municipalities where they are over 20%, so basically wherever they're in any significant numbers. Uh, this now in, uh, means that they would be able to use it in a, in a city which has literally no or, or just a few ethnic Albanians and you have to put this expensive costly procedure to translate every you know appeal, comment, uh, etc. to a person who if he already lives in this city effectively to, to, to live there he absolutely needs to speak uh, the Macedonian language so absolutely no benefit to ordinary Albanians except maybe to hire... Thousands upon thousands of them as translators, and also there is an exceptionally humiliating moment where ethnic Macedonian public employees, under the law, will be fined significantly, thousands of euros, if they do not speak Albanian, and which is which is the case with almost every uh, single Macedonian. Very few of us speak Albanian uh, because obviously uh, we are the majority here, and we had very little use of this historically, uh, and. Um, you know, you you could potentially be banned from public service, public employment, if you do not speak Albanian. So. Yeah. Well,
0: yeah. Th- I mean, and I'm I, I'm 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 like I guess I'm not surprised that that you know, as I said, they're 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 bragging, they're doing this victory dance, they're rubbing salt in the wound. That is not responsible. It's not good for inter-ethnic relations. And the internationals don't seem to mind or care or whatever. I, I'm looking at a picture right now that was widely circulated on social media. I'm going to use it on my medium column uh, this week of Ali ahmeti and, and Buyar Osmani in the back of a car with each of them with one of their hands doing their stupid Albanian eagle thing. Uh, and as I posted on Twitter you know uh, today, I think it, it's just amazing that the the, the leadership and I want I want to make a clear distinction here. the leadership of Macedonia's minority Albanian parties have since the beginning since 1991, never stopped talking about the rights that they want or demand and have never talked about the responsibilities that they owe to the republic of macedonia when in fact what the, what their constituency really wants and needs is what macedonians of macedonians and macedonian citizens want and need which is jobs and the the you know ali ahmeti started as a marxist leninist student so he knows nothing about capitalism and the free market economy. The only thing he knows is what you alluded to earlier about how do we get public sector jobs for our constituency, and it really is is paternalistic for them, the Macedonians, uh, Macedonia's uh, minority Albanian leadership, to look down at their own constituency, and basically they say you people are too stupid. To know how to work or how to get a job in the private sector, so we're just going to give you private, public sector jobs, and that is just condescending. And but this has been the case with all of Macedonia's minority Albanian leaders from the get-go. And so, oh my. And my third point was on the language issue you just mentioned there. Eventually, what it's going to end up doing is creating a Belgium-like situation where you've got the Flemish and the Walloons that don't speak to each other they're speaking their own languages and the only thing holding the kingdom i should point out the kingdom of belgium it's not they've got a king <laughs> it's a monarchy uh the the, the the only thing holding the kingdom of belgium together is in fact uh the institutions of the european union and nato uh and macedonia doesn't have that and you've you're by by constantly focusing on the albanian quote-unquote rights without demanding responsibilities from them and especially mm-hmm. on the language issue you're creating two parallel societies, and that doesn't need to happen. Yeah. There End of
1: rant. Beginning of my rant. A, a response. <laughs> uh, a rebuttal rant or a response rant. <laughs> <laughs> Please. Now there is a joke on Twitter. Somebody <laughs> says, you know, you ask a Dui Albanian politician about, hey, how, what about your corruption trials? What about your, you know, the Deutsche Telekom scandal or the, all the money you're stealing from the public coffers? And in response, he does the stupid Albanian, uh, you know, eagle wave with his hands. And then you know nah. what about uh, uh, the economy on, on your watch, your living standards for Albanians? He does the Albanian eagle uh, thingy in response. So what about air pollution in our uh, cities? You've been managing them as mayors as members of parliament. Does the stupid Albanian? So you know this is their uh, go-to response. Zayf fled to Germany as soon as this thing was. Published in the Gazette, they're not responding to this. The Albanian spokesman of the government is giving statements in Albanian, while the Macedonian one is hiding under the desk, uh, issuing a tweet which he will then have to uh, delete two days later. Uh, so yeah, it's a complete cluster. F- I mean, it's uh, I don't know how they how this thing continues. But the problem here basically is that uh, in this uh, mad race to get us into NATO by hook and crook. Uh, The U.S. uh, Embassy here elected to have as its allies the Albanians in the country, the minority, and the urban, post-national, you know, they like to call themselves elites. Uh, It's giving them way too much credit and destroying another good word on uh, leftists. Uh, But, uh, God, I mean, the short-sightedness of this. And today we have uh, Vladimir Putin rolling into Belgrade. And he's issuing the, uh, you know, uh, full court press. You know, he's sending like an editorial to Politica or wherever it was published saying, you know, look what they're doing to the Macedonians. They're uh, taking away their nation state from them, their country, their national identity. And, you know, he stands up in the eyes of ethnic Macedonians who feel this humiliation and this assault supported by the United States. And you get Vladimir Putin saying, we will protect you. And we are supposed to get... NATO veto power very soon under this agreement. Right. And what kind of an ally will we be when the large majority of the uh, majority population of this nation is extremely frustrated and angry and uh, obviously is courted by Russia and we are supposed to... And, and by, Oh, by the way, here is veto power over NATO. Obviously, we'll not be able to do... Uh, huge amount of damage within NATO, given our size, etc. But what we can do, I'm sure we will do under these circumstances.
0: Right. Well, and as we've talked about in in past podcasts, as I've written, and I think it's worth bringing up time and time again, is that the concept of democracy, the institutions of democracy in the West uh, have all been damaged through this process. They will continue, that, that damage will continue long term. To your point about Putin, you're absolutely right. Look, uh, just because he's an a thug and authoritarian doesn't mean he can't speak the truth, and in this case, he has spoken the truth. With, you know, and and he's absolutely right on this one point. Uh, you know, it's it's it is a cottage industry in the West to say Russia bad, Putin bad, mm. bad Orange Man, uh, etc. It's a cottage industry, and yet Putin and Russia and others can still speak the truth. And again, in this case. He is absolutely right. The process by which this has been accomplished or is is, is why they're still going through it has damaged the the very foundational, uh, the foundations of democracy and the institutions of democracy. And that is not damage that can be undone. And the reputation of the European Union, of NATO, of the United States of America have been severely damaged because of this. Uh, And that is not going to be undone easily
1: yeah he's a a cynical person he is obviously doing this for his own personal you know political gain for, for his country seeing an opportunity to expand the influence of russia into another country which feels shafted by by the united states but he would be negligent if he wouldn't be doing this
0: absolutely well i think uh let's take a quick break i'm gonna run off and get a drink
1: i'll join you Все здесь замерло до утра. Если бы знали вы, как мне дороги подмосковные вечера. Если бы знали вы, как мне дороги.
0: And welcome back to the Macedonian Content Farmers Podcast, Jason Miko and Svetan Chilomanov. Svetan, I have—I uh, know it's winter, but it's sun outside. I'm in Arizona, and I am—I am drinking uh, gross Mastica. How about you?
1: Same here. The drink of choice for this podcast. Mm
0: absolutely oh that is wonderful that i'll tell you anytime i take a sip of masticum i'm instantly transported 6000 miles or whatever the number of miles is between uh, southern arizona and macedonia and it the 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 the, the thoughts the memories uh, everything just flows right back in and um, it's it's delightful that's being uh, you yeah, know it's delightful so um, let's see. We left off with uh, a little bit about Russia and whatnot. Oh, I know what I want to talk about. Um, the, uh, the 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 Boycottirum folks have started mm-hmm. a new boycott. Uh, it's Boycottirum approved to cross out uh, the word or remove the word "north" wherever they see it as it begins to pop up. Um, and I think that's that's great. I think that's fun. Uh, there could be a lot of fun there. It's almost um, uh, civil disobedience, depending on. You know, going back to what we talked about earlier, the implementation on the domestic front in Macedonia—how mm-hmm. fast is the government going to be able to change signs, etc.? I know we've talked about this in a, in a past podcast. Uh, the um, the big statue on the Plostad and Skopje, the uh, Alexander—sorry, warrior on a horse. Uh, there's going to be a plaque or a sign posted somewhere there that says, you know, in in respect of Hellenic heritage, etc. I mm-hmm. don't know what they're going to say, but you know good luck guys on keeping that sign uh, free of graffiti or having it ripped off or destroyed or anything like that that they're going to have to post a guard 24/7 That's around get that break, sign
1: bro- broken a lot
0: absolutely yes and, and and also so anywhere you you see this you know north macedonia where they start putting that up it's going to be a non-stop uh um problem for the government hmm. to to try and to try and keep that uh keep those signs from being defaced or anything like that so anyway the boycott movement the boycott uh guys and gals that started the boycott movement bravo good for you keep going don't stop uh never north always and only macedonia and what else have we got going back uh, uh starting, Oh
1: well starting. I, while I was talking up on mastic I, I actually saw that uh there is going to be a, a law um, proposed in the Senate to make it uh, that Trump cannot unilaterally withdraw the United States from NATO. So yeah, good luck to us. We're, we're joining. No oh boy. Yes, yeah, yeah, we're leaving.
0: <laughs> yes. Well, and you're joining the EU just as the Britain is crashing out. Yes. So, uh, oh, well.
1: And we lost to, uh, in handball to Iceland, 24-22 uh, this evening. I saw that.
0: You lost to. Did you lose to Croatia the other day?
1: Uh, yeah. as Well. Yeah.
0: And, and, and so not only did you lose to Iceland and you lost to Croatia, but then we had uh, government officials mm. come out and, and criticize the handball team. So the, the handball team, um, you know, win or lose, they're still going to say Makedonia, mm. Makedonia. And then you've got government officials coming out and criticizing them for saying that. Uh, Who was it? Uh, I know uh, Mohamed Zakiri came out today after the loss to Iceland, and then the other day, Damian – what's his last name? Yeah, thank you. Yeah, he he came out and criticized. They said what? uh, That you know, let's leave politics at home or or separate the two or something like that? I mean that's insane. Every country on planet Earth that has a sports team – wants to support that sports team and not just countries, but obviously regions and clubs and all that other stuff. And they're gonna but on the country level, especially when you're talking about, you know, European handball or, you know, going to the Olympics, et cetera, of course they're gonna wanna cheer on the the country and they're never gonna say Let's see. How would you say it? And how would you say North Macedonia? Severna Makedonija. Ch- is a chant, yeah, but chant it. No, it's just Macedonia yes. It's so. the famous
1: uh, chant we have: "Javisa uh, javisa sever." Basically, the two opposing uh, uh, large uh, parts of the stadium. Before Nikola Grievski completed it into a full circle, we had two large right. stands. One was the north, where we had. The true, ah. you know, uh, the yeah. p- real football fans. And the, especially the West, you had the real football fans. And then on the South, which was much larger, covered, you had the dandies, you know, the Skopje crowd. The, who were not really <laughs> football fans. So the North would shout yeah. at the South. Yeah, usually, yeah. which means, you know, start shouting. There's like three times more of you than uh, us. And we are the louder team, louder group here. So basically the, right. the North would appeal to the South to get on with the program, start cheering for the boys. Uh, well, views and, and,
0: yeah, and again, this goes back to what we've been talking about in the so-called press agreement, the domestic and militation. How are you going to force the citizenry, the public, to comply with this? It is impossible, unless there is one way to do it. I will give the government that, and I will give the internationals that. There is one way to, f- to force the public to say North Macedonia, etc., and that is by coercion mm. and cracking down on the freedom of speech. So, to our friends in the international community that are listening, and to others uh, that support this uh, name change and the so-called press agreement, you know, go for it. If you guys want the public in Macedonia to follow your little plans and you want them to say North Macedonia, etc., go for it. Crack down on free speech. Mm. I dare you.
1: And welcome back to the Macedonian Content Farmers Podcast. This is Tsvetan Shalimanov in Skopje, and we have Jason Nico in Tucson, Arizona. And it's now time for the Farmers Picks. We are uh, uh, presenting uh, the odds and ends of the of the week, and hopefully uh, escape a little bit from the politics and uh, the omnipresent uh, um, issue. And uh, mm, I'm going to go with two first world problems we are apparently having because we have a lot of second and third world problems. <laughs> In the country, <laughs> but we also yep. have first world problems. We had uh, we we apparently had the first uh, court case in Strasbourg in the European Court of something or other about uh, what's the latest uh, phrase we're using? I suppose transgendered persons, uh, in which ah. a Macedonian girl wanted to become a boy, and you know, and uh, she was apparently. Hey, babe. Wild side. And she was apparently pumping herself with all the appropriate uh, hormones and whatever and uh, considers herself masculine enough. Uh, <clears throat> but now she or he or Xer or whatever her preferred pronouns are uh, <clears throat> applied for an uh, uh, identity card in Macedonia f- uh, which would say uh, she's a boy and uh, was refused and took us to court, and uh, won, and we'll have to pay a few thousand euros in fines, etc. And then we have another girl, coming from the opposite spectrum uh, of the first world problems. Uh, we have a hijab story. She tried to enter one of the poshest uh, uh, restaurants in Skopje, in one of the garages, which Grevsky built in you know, a very futuristic sci-fi parking place, which now houses, you know, one of the some of the most important restaurants and uh, bars in the, in the city. And she tried to enter there in a, I suppose, a full hijab. So if they say hijab, I guess it's not the usual colorful um, scarf, which uh, Albanian or you know, other Muslims in Macedonia women wear. But I suppose only, you know, the um, the one which only leaves a slit for the eyes open. And sh- she was apparently, or he, we, we have no idea what gender was <laughs> under the hijab, was refused entry in the... <laughs> In the Portofino restaurant, and obviously our good friends in the Helsinki committee, uh, who do not care about millions of people being forcibly renamed from Macedonians into something or other, Uh, this does not merit their uh, them filing a lawsuit against the government or something like that. But they're taking the country, the, the 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 restaurant to court over this issue, religious discrimination. And the only thing I'm thinking about is. God, I hope these two girls soon and, <laughs> and somebody has a phone to record this clash of civilizations in, in their country. Oh
0: my goodness, yeah. Well, that well, we see that already, Yeah, we see that all over quote-unquote the, the first world, the West if you want to call it that. I'm not even sure what the West means anymore, to be
1: honest with you. Uh um, no, but coalition, that's well, the entire coalition you have the urban post-national and now post-gender uh, people and then you have the Muslim minority on their side and they're Polar opposites. <laughs> but, yeah, they're, they're in a coalition. Yeah. Good luck with that. Yeah, you.
0: well, good luck. So, okay, so those are your farmer's picks. Thank you very much. I'm going to end, uh, my farmer's pick, Svetan, I'm going to end on a, on a light note, a positive note. Um, the great uh, Macedonian cultural export, uh, Simon uh the piano player, uh, has been uh, wowing the world with his talent and skills. Uh, I saw this story uh, from the Chicago Symphony Orchestra the other day, and um, the title of the article is wonderful. It says, uh, Pianist Simon Terpczewski Waves the Flag for His Homeland, Macedonia. And he's quoted in there and... This is Simon talking about Macedonia. He says, quote, I have friends and family here, and the lifestyle suits me because it's a good balance with all these activities that I have and my busy schedule. I really feel lucky that I come from this kind of culture and mentality because I do think that the balance in life is really important. Those people who just try to lead a normal life and exclude themselves from the everyday pressures from the political side then of course the life can be really beautiful this country is small it does have the potential to provide all the goodness in terms of the normal needs of normal people without the pretty big pressures that people are used to having in big countries and big cities god bless him uh and and that's the way i feel about macedonia because i i feel as macedonia is as my home as well uh and you know, he he just has. He says he has a great life. It's a good balance with all the activities of his busy schedule and the culture and mentality. God bless him for that.
1: Yeah, Simon is great.
0: Well, it's. Uh, I think we're coming to the end. It's been a, a jam-packed episode with several rants. Uh, and next week it. is going to be the same thing. Encounter rants, right? Next week is going to be the same thing. Uh, it's the gift that keeps on giving. There's never. Uh, We we are never lacking for subject matter to talk about, although it would be nice at some point, Svetin, to talk about, you know, economic investments coming into Macedonia or the standard of living going up or things like that. But these are things the government really doesn't want to comment on or work on or doesn't have the competency to, one of the two. I don't
1: know what it is. I've said that uh, huge investments will come in the country as soon as we change the name, so I guess... Uh, tough luck New York and D.C. with getting that Amazon. <laughs> is, 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 is here.
0: Well, he did bring in Kentucky Fried Chicken, I believe. So there is that. <laughs> All right. Well, great. It's uh, This has been episode oh, nine oh, of the Ma- Macedonian Macedonia Content Farmers Podcast. NBA. Sven, always great yeah. talking to you. Likewise, Likewise buddy. Take care. You too. Bye-bye. Plucked
2: her eyebrows on the way. Shaved her legs and then he was a she. She says, hey, babe. City is the place where they said, hey babe, take a walk on the wild side.